Hello and welcome to the Next Steps podcast from Citywide Baptist Church. We're recording this on Monday the 4th of October and you should be listening to this on Wednesday the 6th of October. Um, Pastor Paul Dare. Well, we, um, as we gather for this podcast, we just want to, through Jesus and because of Jesus, acknowledge the the people who have gone before us, the First Nations people, and acknowledge the country that we're on as we record this, and acknowledge the fact that through through ages there's been there's been atrocities committed, and as Christians we need to do our best to remedy those in whatever way we can through Jesus and with Jesus. Thanks, Paul. Like I said, I'm Matt. I'm one of the elders at Citywide Baptist Church. Joining us, we've we've got a bumper crowd in here today. Uh, so we have Mitch, one of our youth leaders. We have Anne, a member of our teaching team. We have Pastor Dan. We have Pastor Paul and Matt Garvin, our senior pastor. Welcome, everybody. So this week we had a, uh, or this weekend, we had a different kind of weekend as we had our church camp at uh, Poetina. And um, I think everybody here got to go to that except me. We were planning to go, but my wife was uh, has, has had pneumonia. She's doing really unwell, so I, I missed out. So I'm keen to hear about it. Um, before we jump into it, perhaps, uh, Matt, did you want to just give us your reflection on, on uh, the camp? Uh, for me personally, it was, um, it was a gift because we happened, Dan actually suggested, I think it might have been Jan suggested we go to Poetina, uh, which is where Leanne and I had spent, well, we, we owned a house there for 20 years. We'd spent two periods of our, our lives, our kids had grown up there. And it's a pretty unique little village. Uh, and uh, so there was, there was something, some strange kind of sense of different parts of my life coming together as our church family uh, came together in Poetina and uh, we had uh, the Nepalese congregation, uh, we had the, uh, the, the Lena Valley congregation represented, the Mornington crew, and uh, even Levendale was represented at, uh, at Poetina. And, and it was, uh, it's hard to describe, but I, I think I, I, we, we tried to, on the, we had a, a Sunday service, which we streamed live, we asked people for words to describe it. And there was a mixture of things from as diverse as healing and renewal and uh, peace and 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 others people say fun and like it just was a it was a, a really from from my perspective uh, it, it was it was a, it was a weekend a special weekend that where we were talking about community but also experiencing community that's great Mitchell um, I was wondering if you'd like to share your reflection on the camp with us mm. no I actually really loved it um I think the main thing I really loved was that we we're finally in an environment where we could catch up with people that go to church but we weren't actually in church like we were out doing normal things that you know normal people do and it was great to actually catch up with people and you know watch the glass blowing for instance or you know play games or you know talk to people outside that sort of environment I just really loved just the, not the freedom that brought, but just the a different aspect of learning who everyone is. And I also love just, uh, just generally hanging out with, you know, my young people group and also catching up with some of the Nepalese guys as well. It was just uh, great to just, I think, continue to keep bonding with everyone and uh, learn more about each other. Thanks, Mitch. Anne, tell us about your experience at the camp. Well, I have to agree with everyone. It was a most enjoyable time and uh, lots of different aspects to it. But I think there was a, a there was input. I think um, Ali and Luke, who um, led the sessions, um, they were they brought um, a real depth um, and and wisdom to our thinking as what does it mean to be community. And that was lovely to hear them and hear about their experiences. And also to see how people responded to them. You know, a couple of people said to me, oh, you know, they really touched something in me. And then they had the opportunity to talk about that. Not only with the people, with Ali and Luke, but with each other. 
So there was a sense of sharing and um, and building that togetherness. Um, but also there were those opportunities just to chat, to do things, you know, relaxed, um, relation, that relationship kind of thing. And then it also allowed time for people if they really just needed to go and do something by themselves and just maybe do some um, own reflection or just have some quiet time, you know, uh, then they could do that. Um, it, what I love to see was how um, people who don't normally get together necessarily, like our, you know, we do have get-togethers as a whole, but those are, are more time-limited, where, um, you know, people were reaching across cultural um, boundaries and across age group boundaries and it was just lovely it was um there was a real sense of people wanting to be together and enjoy time together mm. and with god that sounds great paul mm. paul what was your experience of camp um it was it was a really good time i was just reflecting on that um i agree it was a, it was it was the fact that because we were together longer than just a church service, as Mitch talked about, you actually reached past the normal people you talked to if, and you actually got to know other people who you wouldn't actually normally spend time in conversation with. So that was really, that was really, really good. And, um, you know, and I got to play uh, Scumbags and Warlords, which I haven't played for ages. So that was also fun. But um, the thing, the thing I noticed about it was it was for everybody like for me I had a physically well, it wasn't a great weekend but I could still do I could still attend all the sessions but there was no pressure on you to do anything else like it was so I found it really relaxing and not confronting in that way as well so I, overall I really enjoyed it great thanks Dan how was how was your experience with your family yeah yeah it was good I think um I probably wore a couple of different hats. I mean, coming into the camp, talking about this year being share, um, yeah, as Matt said, we kind of, Jan and I said, well, if you're going to be looking at share, we need to be doing life together and, and go on a camp. So it was great after, I, I don't know exactly what, how many, I've heard 20 years since the last citywide church camp. Um, it was great to be able to bring it all together. And, and so, yeah, for me, kind of having more awareness of the operational side of it um, i was really grateful for the for the um, facilities there and the and um the for the sessions that we're able to you know just walk down the road and, and have a great hall there and, and able to still have that be able to stream it online but yes also then as a father to have my kids there and be kind of running after them and just appreciative of our our church family um being able to um and, and also actually the morgans our girls quickly um connected with them and and um it's always nice when you do have to wear that kind of hat to, to know that your kids are, are safe in the, in the community and um can just focus on that and and then when when there is moments to be present to really just enjoy seeing them get up in the family concerts and and sing and dance and have a great time and and so um definitely you know appreciated and impressed with with all our our um families there with young kids uh but i think at the end of the day we all had a great time and a, a nice quiet car trip home as everyone slept in the car on the way back <laughs> can i just say a couple more things I think one, one of the things for me too was the hospitality that yeah. um, the people at Fusion offered. Um, there was such a warmth in their welcome and um, uh, they served us and that was lovely. And on the Saturday morning, I kind, I kind of got up and I was still pretty much asleep as I stumbled into the dining room. And I, I can't remember the name of the lady, was it Kathleen? Anyway, she came over and she said, oh, would you give me a big hug? And it was just lovely. It was like, <laughs> she, it was just wonderful. And um, and we, and the other thing, um, oh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Um, anyway, the family concert, that was pretty special. We got to see some other sides of some people who, in the sides <laughs> we don't normally see. What happens in Poetina stays in Poetina. <laughs> <laughs> except for what was, was streamed onto our private deal. page it was a great deal of fun and um and, and there was a lot of joy as we um just had fun together yeah thanks dan 
So we didn't, uh, as a as a church, we didn't have our regular Sunday service like we normally do. And actually, over the course of the camp weekend, there were actually three teaching sessions. Uh, so Matt, I was wondering if you could walk us through um, the first session. Yeah, no worries. I mean, we, we did stream a, a service, which was kind of the culmination of things, but it was... At 10.30, we were running, we had to rejig the program. So apologies to people who missed the service. Uh, but yeah, really helpful. Uh, Luke and Ali had kind of three core tenets. Because as a church, we keep wrestling with what does it mean to be community? And they said three core tenets of community. And the first tenant, they were saying, the first building block of authentic community is that a community doesn't exist for itself. A community is life beyond and and this is so important because i i have i've actually in my life i've lived in seven different attempts by christians to live in intentional stated community and one of them it it was really hard because it was like the community was there for the members and it was like it's suffocating because you just couldn't do anything right and everybody was always upset that people weren't meeting their needs uh and and luke and ali were saying no if you want to have a healthy community you've got to lift your eyes past yourself and the community has to exist to serve a purpose bigger than the community uh and that was so they spent the first session talking about that and 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 uh uh, they they shared some of their stories, but that that for me helpful to nail in as a, as a as a core bedrock for us as a church, because uh, one of the deadly things for a church is when a church becomes about meeting the needs of its members. Uh, so anyway, that that for me, as their first session was it was a it was a helpful start to the conversation. Hmm. Yeah, Paul Dare, um, how did you how did you find that first session? Uh, the first session was was good, and um, it is so true. What I found, it just resonated the fact that you have to look beyond yourself and beyond the group. And, and I suppose for me, it, it was reflecting on what mission is. Like it was the mission part of the community um, that we were talking about in effect. And I, I was reflecting on this morning. You need the other two parts, but unless you're doing the third part, which is the one we talked about first, which is really, which is, you know, community, uh, out looking outside the community. I actually found it um, that you, you're not a real, I don't know, you will fall apart because you need all three parts to be balanced. And I think that's what the weekend showed. Overall, the three parts showed you how to balance. But I think the big challenge is, you know, like is how do we move as a church, as a group of people, and even as individuals beyond looking after just ourselves and the community to looking after the wider community, the ones we have irregular contact with. And, and who is our wider community uh, is the other question that raised out of it. You know, like for citywide, who is the wider community? And it's a, it raised a lot of questions, which, uh, you know, I think it just needs to be explored a little bit more within the church. But I thought it was awesome in the way that it really hit the nail on the, the head that to be a complete church, to be a complete church community, we have to look outside ourselves. And I think that was the, that was the thing that I took out of it. Hmm. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Dan, you, you do a lot of, you're involved in a lot of citywide, more community facing stuff. Um, yeah. How do we, do, how do we do that? Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think they unpacked well their, their actual experience um, of, of doing that because I think we all have ideals of, oh, this would be great. Um, community doing mission, mission on, together and uh, we have these ideals of what we think it should look like. Um, but yeah, as Matt was saying, and, and I think as what we experienced uh, hearing there, there, this real example that it can be tough. Uh, there can be um, things that come up. And as you said, people's needs that come up uh, that can kind of derail a little bit of, of um, or disillusion, I guess, what, what you thought it would be. So I, I really appreciate it on the weekend hearing, you know, their, their real wrestle and journey with that. And, and I can, yeah, relate with, with different, um, trying to, to bring those, those best aspects of community life together in, in a lot of the things that I lead. Um, 
it does get tricky. And and for me, I've had to learn that the confrontation is 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 good if it's done healthy and and things like that. Where um, I think if you if you go without it, uh, if you go without addressing those kind of things, just let it fester and and yeah, those yeah the community can can break apart uh even with our best intentions uh of of living godly lives and doing that together um but yeah it, it is a real wrestle to do that well with one another and to to have that perspective that it's not just us it's doing this together and um no i appreciate their take on it mm, thanks dan and give us your perspective okay well before i do i just wanted to one of the things that um wove through each of the sessions was um, a verse from Ephesians or two verses from Ephesians and they, they built on that for Ali and, and Luke. And I think it's worth just sharing those verses because really they're fundamental to what it means to be community and reach out as community. And it was from Ephesians chapter 4 verses 2 and 3, which are be completely humble and gentle be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And that's how they began the session, for session one. And, and that really that call that Paul gave to the people of God, um, the, the, the church community, is um, one that we need to take into how we are, how we be community beyond ourselves together and as we work with things within ourselves. Um, there's a picture that I have in my mind and it's one from a book that I read called Something Beautiful for God, which is a story, it was Malcolm Muggeridge um, writing about Mother Teresa before she became Saint Teresa because she was still alive at the time. And um, one of the things that they do, they were a community of people who looked after the needs of, you know, those who were on the street and who were ill in the streets of Calcutta. And every, wherever they prayed, where they prayed in their little community, um, they had windows that they could look out onto the street and they saw what was happening in the street and the sounds and the smells of the street came into where they were praying together as community. So what they were doing, they were connecting with Jesus through, through prayer and his presence with them, but they were doing so never forgetting who it was they were there to serve, who God had called them to serve. And I think that is a really beautiful picture and a challenging picture of what it means to be community that lives beyond itself when we are committed to Jesus um, and so that was a picture that kind of came to me as I was um, listening to the weekend and taking it in the other there were three things I think toward the end of that first session Ali asked a couple of questions about what does it mean for citywide community to um, live beyond itself what what are we as a community walking towards what is it that we see in our community that we that God is challenging us to reach into where are the relationships where are the relationships that we need to work with Jesus to restore in our community and you know beyond ourselves and also justice what are the things that are not right in our broader community that we need to be working with, our, with each other and with Jesus to restore? And I think we've got some work to do to identify that as, as a citywide community mm. as we move forward. I haven't got answers to that, but I think they are really important questions. Mitch, how did how did this whole the, all these questions about community, this whole idea of community, how did this land for you? I thought it was it was great actually. I really love the idea that community isn't there to just meet our individual needs. It's not just for us to go. I want more people to come and support me. It's I feel like we're called as a, as a church, and I think you know this community to go out there and provide grace and just 
support everyone else. I think it's uh, really great to even, you know, as we were just saying, to look outside our church community into even the local community into those overseas, for instance, maybe that are really struggling. Mm. Yeah. You, you were going to say something, in. <laughs> Hard to stop me sometimes. Just tell me when to stop. But um, I think too, like even when we do acknowledgement of country, one of the um, things that we're talking about too is a recognition that there's a need to work toward reconciliation within our own community. Um, and um, that means looking past differences. That means look, challenging and breaking stereotypes. It means that, and that again is about justice and um, relationships that need restoration, but it is about affirming difference, accepting and embracing difference. Um, hmm. So yeah, which is- It takes time. It actually recalls for me a book uh, I read a couple of years ago uh, called Centre Church. And that, that that's a book written by uh, Tim Tim Keller, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, and he talks his, about... His big book. Yeah, yeah and he, he, he has a whole, a whole lot of stuff in there about a church, how a church community needs to be able to look outside of itself. And he talks about loving the city and, and being the church of the city. And, and that's actually a very similar to some of the stuff we've talked about at Citywide over the last few years about wanting to serve the city of Hobart, the state of Tasmania. Um, Matt, um, yeah, I just wondered if you wanted to tease that out a bit. Yeah, look, it, it's, there's so many levels to it. Uh, but I, I think it is, because it's tied in with everything we talk about calling. Um, and one of the uncomfortable truths is calling, you don't get called to something for the sake of your ego. God, you get, God calls you to uh, bring his healing and wholeness to the points of brokenness, brokenness in the world that you find yourself in generally. Uh, and, and so it, it is for us as we, as we move forward, as it answers this ongoing question of what does it mean to, to face issues of, of justice and beauty and wholeness and, and what does it mean to help to do that as a, as a congregation but also as individuals I'm, one of the things I'm so grateful about having Paul with us is uh, as a member of Ta the Tasmanian Aboriginal community and, uh, and, and on the journey to understand what it means to be a Christian leader in, in that context Paul is leading us uh, and and we started the camp and uh, Dan texted me and said, oh, we haven't done the, you know, acknowledgement of country. I thought, oh, yeah, I, 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 I am so much is so ingrained. Even the, the word reconciliation, you can't re something that hasn't already happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and so there's a whole lot of stuff to do with it in even shape, shaping how we think and it's just one it's one it's a major issue and it's an issue at the foundation of our country but it's one issue mm. uh, that we as a church have to be open to and care about and just one of the things where we need to lift our eyes beyond ourselves and mm. if i can jump in um, one of the things, Matt, I think you've done is trying to encourage people into their callings and what does that look like. And what I'm starting to see happen is people have been thinking about, well, where is it that God is wanting me? What's he calling me into? And so I've seen, uh, you know, this, somebody's organised a little community expo that's focused on um, environmental and climate change issues because that's the passion that God has given him. And so he's connecting with community, the broader community around those issues, but he's doing it with the support of the whole of the church community. And they're working with them and supporting him where they can. Um, we've got others who have a passion for the creative arts. And so she has set up um, a room that people can come and they can do art and it's also a chance to connect with them we've got time out that does the same thing and so these callings that people have that reach into community they're different kinds of callings but what's happening is that the church as a whole is supporting them in their calling 
um, and their passion. And we're seeing more and more of that open up. Um, you know, there's a, a heart that our Nepali people have, particularly around refugees. And so, you know, many of them we know have come out of refugee camps themselves. Um, and, and so um, they have a heart to connect with community through that. And, and, um, and again, the church is supporting that and, and their, their passions. And so we don't all have to have the same calling. We don't have to all be doing the same thing in terms of how we reach into community. But part of it is sharing with one another the heart that God has given us for different things and then supporting each other where we can in that. It does feel like one of the gifts we have as as a as a community at Citywide, but but the the church community more broadly as well. That that the church is made up of such a diverse cross section. You know, people from all walks of life, from all nationalities, from all uh, economic statuses. That there's such a diversity of people, and um, we just have to find better ways to tap that. It seems, Matt. There's no question. And again, this is why I appreciate having the different personalities even on this in a discussion like this. And and uh, the I don't know, Paul, how you you find it, but coming in and, and I, I pre appreciate your graciousness as you uh, in as you seek to even uh, help the the church engage with the the journey you personally are on but also uh helping us the questions around uh aboriginal uh tasmania and how the church responds to it i think it's it's a great example of what it means to for for the church to have to cope with the the ambiguity of uh the the unresolved questions that are at the heart of our mission as a church yeah paul I, I wonder if you wanted to share a bit of your perspective on that it's an interesting perspective and i yeah there's grace involved in everything we do though if you if we think about it and that's that was the point of the camp when one of the things we learned on it was or was reinforced on it was that you, you can't have an ego so if you haven't got an ego by default you have to have grace so that was really strange but you know as far as learning and and especially you know with the aboriginal issue and, and myself i'm still learning more about my culture and more about the history and all that stuff it's just it's just a journey we're on and i think as long as we do it gracefield and to keep god at the front i think it'll be a great journey not necessarily an easy journey but a great journey and you know as long as we can encourage people that's the big thing i think hmm. so matt um in the second and third sessions, uh, what what did you get up to? I what I love about there is a reality you face as you uh, try and move into mission, uh, and if you try and move into mission with people, uh, you hit what Luke and Ali talked about the need to to work on life together and life within, uh, and uh, because uh, as you start to do anything with people. It gets complicated. Uh, I mean, my one of the most difficult moments in our marriage was when my wife and I tried to carry a ladder together, uh, <laughs> and uh, we we were almost divorced. I mean, trying to carry a ladder. So if you you imagine you put three hundred people together and try and get them to head in one direction, it's it's messy. And so they talked about like one of the in that context, Luke was talking about how important it is not to judge other people based on the stories other people tell about them uh and that it, and it's important to be upfront speaking the truth in love uh and and then uh so that that whole picture of the, the work that is needed to do life together and then the the sunday morning is where i think luke was sharing about some of the the real pain of the ups and downs of community and some of the really dark moments that poetina has been part of and i was part of some of that history too uh and and just knowing from the inside uh 
how if you're expecting community to to meet your needs, you get you're going to be sadly disappointed. What's what what community will do is, is there'll, be, there'll be look there'll be beautiful times of joy. It's like every, it's like the, the what's that um, that movie where everything gets turned up to eleven. Community turns everything up to eleven. You have these incredible moments of joy, but real deep pain too. And what Luke was trying to communicate is in his from his experience from the inside is it forces you to face your stuff. You can get away with being immature if you spend your life on an Xbox. But if you're gonna step into a relationship, you're gonna have to face your prejudices, your pains, your your wrong attitudes, and you're gonna have to do the deep work within uh, to to be able to cope with people who are different to you, people who are selfish, people who are immature. And that, so those two things together, those two sessions together, I think are the undergirding that enables the mission to happen. The, the, the working on the mess of life together and necessarily working on the, the, the growth of life within. And they Luke chucked up a whole bunch of things like uh, Sabbath and a whole lot of other things that are really important rhythms that enable you to, to do the life within stuff. So that, those two together, I think, were the frame uh, and, that, and those three things, mission, life together, and doing the personal work to enable community to happen were the kind of the, the three pillars of authentic community that I think are really important to, for us to hold on to. Thanks, Matt. Mitch, as a, as a, as a young, young person sort of stepping in for the first time to uh, leading things and, and working really in, in community, in the church community, how does that how does that hit you? This idea of that it's messy and it's hard and and all that, mm. but yeah. No, I, I agree. It certainly is messy. It certainly is hard. No, I've seen that. You know, with the worship team, you got a bunch of different people, different backgrounds, whatever. And uh, yeah, it's it's a goal that can sometimes be difficult, but it's one that we really need to, you know, have a go at, and we need to be able to work together, and we need to be able to communicate and i think accountability is a huge one as well mm. it's just being there for each other and um if you know one of us maybe isn't necessarily uh doing our best or seeking out god in everything that we're doing i think that speaking you know truth and love as as matt was saying before is absolutely huge in that in um bringing i think that not the truth to light but uh bringing just a lot of I just think just truth in general, I think is, is really important. Mm. Mm. Dan, you, you sort of uh, interact with and manage a lot of citywide teams and, and community groups. Like tell us your experience of that and, and how this sort of works for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I actually was thinking about how um, right now for where I'm at, with our family, like uh, as, as some would know, um, I've, I've taken a, a pastoral role at uh, Newstead, and, and so we're in the process of of moving and, and getting our house ready, and and um, and then having a newborn too. In that, um, mm. there's a lot a lot going on, and and then obviously coming back into the into leading in those spaces, um, it's it's a lot to juggle, and and so I certainly took out of that session how it's it's okay to be uh real where you're at and and how important those um sabbath and those rhythms are and and i do um enjoy those times of you know bringing it back to god and saying well you've been in this so i'm going to keep relying on you to to do that and and where community then comes in on that is is that you know we've i've just realized i've, I've reached a bit of a peak in what I can do practically um, in that preparation process. So I've just this morning sent out a bit of an SOS uh, and I've already had some people offer help. And, and so in some ways, I'm just working out how to coordinate that in, in, in how the community is, I know we've been talking about how it's not for your own needs, but um, I think within, within that, there's, there's times where as a leader, um, you need to let down your guard and say, I need some help. Uh, and, and, that's, and that's okay. And um, that's what I, I, I'm so feel so blessed that you know in those moments. I think in our culture, it's it does take something to to say I need help. Uh, I, I don't. Th I think a lot of the times we can try to do things on our own and to 
to be honest, there's um, a lot of those jobs I'm going to get people to do are things I've started and I just haven't been able to keep getting to them. So um, it, it does, you can let yourself keep going down the rabbit hole of, of thinking I need to do this in my own strength. But a lot of the time God's saying, hey, there's a community there that um, has your back and um, we've just got to ask for help. And, and therefore, you know, and that's when we see someone in our, in our community that needs help. We, we need to have the presence and the space. Um, to be able to respond to those, um, which I think is what we're saying. That's the hard bit because mm. we all have our own little worlds going on. And so to detour from that um, does take um, effort. It takes um, really walking with God in that because that's his heart is seeing others' needs. And, um, yeah, I, I think that's how that's kind of been going on in my world with that and, and um, yeah, how I appreciate the, the community we have here at Citywide. Thanks, Dan. Paul, you, you're in, you've been involved in leadership of uh, different communities for a long time, and, you, and you've also got the perspective of uh, working within small town communities as well. Just this whole idea of how community works, uh, just be interested to hear your perspective on that. Community is a strange beast. It is just one of those, one of those things that you either grow with or grow without or don't grow without it's i've lived in communities where there's always people who want to take but generally there's people who just want to want the best for the community and they're the ones that self-sacrifice they're the ones that sacrifice their time their 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 skills their trades their efforts their their goods everything to make the community grow and it's it is just so true that you know we have to live to live in a good community, you're not living for yourself. That doesn't mean there's not times, as Dan said, you don't need people to help you out or anything like that. But generally, it's as you know, it comes back to that love others like you love yourself. You know, that's that's the point it comes back to. To for community work, that's what you have to do. And then you become self-sacrificial to help others, and community just blossoms, and it's just amazing when it happens. But the other thing, the whole weekend taught me, and I might be getting a bit ahead of the wrap up or anything like here. But the whole weekend taught me that for mission to work or, you know, to look outside the community, to make community work, you'll look outside the community. Unless, unless God has got you on the inside and all yourself is under control as much as it can be, you know, we all, all have backward steps and things like that. And then, and then on top of that, unless then you're doing community well, looking outside community is near impossible and I, I you know that was my re revelation from the weekend is that why most churches don't succeed in their missions is because they haven't got the first two under control and it's just yeah i think it's just amazing but community though is just when it works is incredible hmm. and i'd be keen to hear your perspective um well i was just thinking like if some of this discussion has been in the context of being in a leadership role, but it seems to me that community, you don't have to be in a leadership role to really feel the rub of being in community. <laughs> and, um, and the fact is that um, being together, sharing together, um, you come up against people who don't have the same perspective as you, you come up against people whose personalities don't quite mesh with your personality um they you come up against people who don't say things that you think are appropriate or they don't do things that you think are appropriate or look how they sh you think people should look i mean there's any number of things that can affect us and they can distract us from um this is one of the things ali and luke talked about it they can distract us from looking at others as bearers of the image of God that he has placed in each of us. And, um, but that doesn't stop us having these, um, these experiences of anger, of bitterness, of resentment, of frustration and disappointment and all of that. And I think um, partly it's about being honest with ourselves and with each other and Mitch talked about accountability um, and I think this is why confession is important but also that that we restore one another in a in gentleness and um, speaking the truth in love um, I remember there was a, a time when 
I was um, in my early 20s and I had some, there were some things happened that in the church that I was part of, I wasn't in a leadership role, but there were some things that happened and I became incredibly angry and incredibly disillusioned to the point where I was willing to walk away from the church entirely and say, I can't deal with this. This is just not what it's all about, you know. Um, and if this is what church is, I want nothing to do with it. I was just so angry. And um, I had the benefit. God gave me a husband who kept me anchored. And I think that's part of what we need in community. There are people who can keep us anchored if we are willing to let them. But also I had... God had to work with me. He took me on a journey through my anger, and that was painful. And Luke talked a little bit about some of the painful journeys. It's not necessarily anger. It could be other things. But I realized that um, what I was doing was actually hurting myself and hurting the people I cared about, and I had to keep giving it back to God. Hmm. And it took a long time, but it also took the love of other people to help me but it also took choices on my part and this was something that came out of the sessions as well that reaching beyond ourselves working together understanding who we are within we need to um oh, I've sort of lost the thread of where I'm going here but it, it's about being open to you know, where we where God can take us. And the other point was grace. Mm -hmm. I learned that I read a verse, it was made it was from Paul, may the grace of Jesus Christ be with you, as he ended one of his letters. And I'd always read that as, oh, you know, the grace of God, no, I can enjoy that. That's for me. But what I realized was it's more than that. It's God's grace being sufficient for me to give away it was enough for me to speak it was enough for his grace to move into those relationships where there was anger it was enough for me to those that grace of God to take the bitterness over time and the frustration and the disappointment and so it was a letting go and letting God it was a letting go and letting others be who they were as well hmm. and yeah it, it reminds hard. it reminds me of some stuff we've talked about in previous weeks where we've talked about really seeing one another and that that a lot of this conflict that that you're sort of referring to Anne, and and certainly i've seen it in in different church communities myself as well it, it really comes from people not seeing one another um yeah well i'm, I'm just sort of struck though, sitting here listening to people sharing all these different perspectives. Uh, Matt, what do we do about this stuff? Well, I, I think that's why why we have the, the banner up uh, behind us on a Sunday morning and we know there's some basic stuff that needs to be in place if we're really going to be an authentic community. But also what the folk at Poetina would say is they're still working it out. You don't get to a point where you've got this stuff covered. Uh, learning how to be one but not the same with a, a purpose bigger than yourself is really hard work but it's the, it is also like dan was saying i don't i think one of the dangers is because i i carry quite a few bruises from my times in intentional christian community and many of us do people carry bruises from church and uh but I, so, so one of the dangers is when we start talking about community, we'll start focusing on that. But, but as Dan was saying, there are times where there are there are needs you have that can't be met any other way. You just can't. I've got a, a close mate who says, "Look, uh, I, 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 our, we found that one of our children had special needs, and we just sort of closed in and just tried to manage it as a nuclear family." Um, and and he's realizing that perhaps the um, that we, what we actually needed was a, a broader community around us. Uh, that the nuclear family was never designed to, to meet all the needs of the whole family. Uh, and so we, uh, I'm hoping and praying as a church 
this is a conversation that continues that and and that we keep wrestling and knowing uh, one of the most there's a fellow called henry newen who has a quote that says community is the place where the person you least want to be with is <laughs> and, and knowing like it's it's not it's not always going to be simple it's going to take work um and we're going to see things differently and that's why i think the gift of the nepalese is i think sometimes if we're all from the same culture we can pretend to be on the same page sure but with the nepalese community we don't we can't even pretend uh so i i, I think that for me is what i'm hoping i'm hoping that together we've glimpsed a kind of thing we want we want uh we've also glimpsed some of the challenges with it uh, and uh, I'm hoping we keep pressing in down this path to, to become, as my mate Paul Ray keeps saying, we want to be a family. We want to be a family. Mm. Yeah. Dan, uh, give us your perspective on that. Yeah, well, I think well, I agree with what Matt said there. That, And it just struck me that we're never going to get this yeah work out this thing called community and i think if we did then we wouldn't be relying on god because one of the things i love what matt says is that the churches is held out held together by a flat out miracle and and um that's what we need we need to be um you know seeking god in this in this space and and i think um over the church camp i i feel like we got a glimpse you know we, we talk about the kingdom come and, and getting a glimpse of the kingdom and and i certainly felt that and uh, actually when Anne was mentioning about the uh, those praying and having the smells of the um of their context you know the, the village coming through the door well i think there was a few times there in the hall we could smell the nepalese food coming through and um you know just just having um again that the church um concept there of, of seeing us um, singing and dancing together and um, it, it just creates these beautiful moments of, of seeing what what community can be and like I said we're not going to reach that um, without our focus on on God and, and his heart for, for community mm. in that yeah thanks Dan Paul would you like to share your thoughts on that yeah it just reminded me of um the whole thing about you know where we want to go as a community and all that stuff that we've been talking about and especially what matt and dan just talked about is how important it is to continue to go back to the basics and i think this is what palatina was in some ways the camp was in some ways we were going back to the basics of looking at the inner self and looking at the community within so to speak the community and then looking outside the community but just a reminder and i've been challenged over the last you know, ever since we've been doing these podcasts actually that I think we need to get back to basics more often. And I think we need to reinforce the basics so that everything else can happen. Because when we lose sight of that, that's when everything starts to run on our own steam rather than God. And I just think that's one of the, the things that the camp reinforced and what Dan and Matt's been saying this morning is reinforced is we just need to keep in touch with those basics. And we need to probably be continually reminded of those basics as well. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Paul. Anne, did you have anything to add? Um, I think there was a, a one of the ladies up at um, Poetino and she was sharing about community and what it meant to her. She used the example of a garden and I thought it was just a beautiful example where she said you can you could come up to Poetina, well, any any place where there's community, and you can kind of rush through and you can say, oh, yeah, those flowers look nice, or doesn't that lawn look lovely, or whatever it happens to be, and you can move on. You might even visit a garden and enjoy it for just a moment, or you can stay and become and, and, really, and really get to know that garden, and you can become somebody who actually is there when... The dirt needs turning over and you get your hands dirty as you pull out the weeds and 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 you plant the seeds and and you're there when it all comes up and you see the new shoots and and you and then as things ripen you harvest and and as the flowers form you smell of the the scents so you actually have this you have this deep experience and understanding of the garden that you don't get when you rush by and and that community is about being in a garden and and actually staying in the garden and being part of it and helping it 
to make it grow and, and be the garden it can be. I just thought it was a beautiful analogy. Mitchell, did you want to share your thoughts on this? Mm. Yeah, I do. And I think, I think I can gather from what everyone's saying and what we've said about the camp is that I think the camp provided an opportunity for us to really see, I guess, more so than just at church, how to actually be in community with one another. And I think it's really important to take away from this to, I think, see people, I guess, is to, you know, I think for me, I like to be, you know, that person in the community that say there might be someone on their own. I like to be that person that goes and talks to them more, um, wants to catch up and learn about them. And I think that kind of stuff's really important to just learn about each other and talk about each other and uh, really find out what's actually going on in people's lives. Thanks, Mitch. So this week on Sunday, we're going to once again be a little bit different. We're going to be hearing from uh, Paul Dare. Uh, so, Paul, did you want to give us a little bit of a sneak peek as to what we're going to talk about on Sunday? Yeah, thanks, Matt. Um, this Sunday, it's our Christmas shoebox Sunday, and that's where we we collect and bless the shoeboxes before they go overseas. And so it was a great opportunity to talk about our mission and you know the church's mission, what it means to be on mission, and what is mission in general. And it should be really exciting, especially given the, the church camp and and what we've just talked about looking outside of ourselves as community and that's really what mission is so it'll be a continuation of what we heard on church camp and it'll just be exploring mission in the context of our church and you know how we do it it should be exciting that does sound exciting well um i just want to thank mitch and matt dan and paul um this has been the next steps podcast from citywide we'd love to uh hear your feedback or any questions just send them to us we, we'd be really keen for interaction and um yeah thank you for joining us and uh we'll be back with you next week <laughs>